Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome back to Flea Flicker. I am your host, John Murray, and I want to welcome you once again back to my podcast. And as I always start off for every top of the show, for any new time viewers that are listening to the show for the very first time, I want to say thank you. I hope you enjoy your stay, and I hope you come back. And for those viewers who have been with me from day one, I want to thank you for staying with me. And again, I hope you continue to come back. Um, before I go any further, I, I really haven't had a chance to um, get any, any I, I want to do something where I'm trying to put it into words. What I want to do is I want my viewers or anybody out there, if they've got any questions whatsoever that you need to, that you want to ask me or have an opinion on, then please in some way, shape, or form, let me know because I'm very interested to, to you know, to understand to what my viewers are thinking. I mean, well, I say, yeah, this is what they say: a free country. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's that what couch quarterback or couch quarterback? I believe that's what they call it. Where everybody's got their, you know, everybody believes they know what's best for their team and whatnot. But it doesn't matter what the subject. It doesn't matter what the subject is. I mean, whatever the subject might be, you want to talk about. Um, the draft, where you talk about the draft, you want to talk about, um, I guess, the scandal going on with the Cowboys or your team. What do you think your team's chances for next year? It could be Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, whatever, whatever the subject pops off the top of your head. Um, if you want to talk about you being a fan of a fan favorite of a team for many, many years, and all of a sudden you've got these bandwagon jumpers, I certainly want to hear that. Because trust me, I didn't know that many Cincinnati Bengals fans in in the world. Like me, being Cincinnati Bengals fan for many, many years, and all of a sudden you turn around, people are laughing at your team. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, I've got a million now. Bengals have got a million fans. Where do they come from? You know, something like that. But I, I want my viewers to. Yeah, I mean, and I'm like I said, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. Those are the only two things I really do. Uh, I have not gotten into Instagram. I've never been a big fan of that. Uh, I don't do the Snapchat. Uh, Pinterest is another one. I do not do that. All I do is Facebook and I do Twitter. That's 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 really it. Um, uh, before we start off into what I want to talk about, uh, I want to speak about Twitter. I want to thank a, a gentleman that uh, liked my podcast recently. He is um, pushing and promoting, doing his very best to promote other podcasts out there. Um, I don't know the gentleman's last name. I, I could not pronounce the gentleman's last name to save my life, and I'm not going to try to butcher his last name out of respect for the, out of respect for the young man. Uh, but, Hector, I do appreciate I do appreciate what you did. You uh, liked, liked it, and you are doing, and you're doing a great thing by promoting or doing your best to help other people get their podcast out there more, get it off the ground. And I think that's a great that's a great thing that you're doing. Um and I hope your podcast and I hope uh you continue to do your best to promote other people for whatever whatever subject they are trying to get out there or trying to get out to this to the free world. Uh keep it up, keep up the good work and I want to say thank you again for, for doing so. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, you know me. I don't like to beat about the bush, and I want to jump into something. We'll jump into something, and we'll jump into something. We'll jump right into uh, 
I guess a subject that's been going around here lately. One of the subjects is Aaron Rodgers and will he come back to the Green Bay Packers? Now, the recent word is they've already his uh, quarterback's coach, Tom Clemens, pretty much out of retirement. Tom is 68 years old. And the Green Bay Packers are once again trying to do their very best to go all in to keep one Aaron Rodgers. Now, let's be honest with you, and the Green Bay Packer fans know that I'm not lying and I'm telling the utmost truth in this. The Green Bay Packers do not have any faith in Jordan Love whatsoever. I mean, who you got to have, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. I mean, there's not a, there's not a contest in that. And if they're going to have any chance whatsoever to make it to win the division, which, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, the NFC North, I don't really see anybody competing with Green Bay whatsoever. If Aaron Rodgers decides to come back, the Packers probably win the division again next year. But to be honest with you, if Aaron goes and Jordan Love takes over, well, to me, the best team in the division may well be the Minnesota Vikings, even though with their new head coach. Again, that is just personal. That's just a personal opinion. I'm sure somebody else has got an opinion. And the thing with Aaron Rodgers is this. I know there have been stats out there and there's been details and there's been where Aaron looks good where Aaron is the one is the best quarterback in the league from like September to maybe December before he gets to the playoff time Aaron Rodgers disappears and to the truth the experts are right that much as maybe Aaron Rodgers might not want to admit it but it is the truth Aaron Rodgers has a losing record in the playoffs but during the regular season he plays out of his mind and he's also, I mean, Aaron's won four MVPs. Only Peyton Manning has won more. I mean, to be honest with you, Aaron Rodgers still has a chance of winning maybe one more MVP in his career before he decides to hang it up, whichever that be, whichever that may be. The last couple of years, Aaron Rodgers has played very good football in the regular season. There's no denying that. And he's won back-to-back -back MVPs. Now, the biggest thing is, the bottom line is, with the Green Bay Packers, is cap issues. They are way, they're way over the cap. And there's going to be a lot of, I mean, Aaron Rodgers covers a lot of that cap. And there's going to have, there's going to have to be some, you know, wiggle room somewhere in there. Do you, I mean, does, do they go to Aaron Rodgers and try to re renegotiate a contract with him to the point where he is comfortable with the money he's going to make. But hey, you got to make Aaron Rodgers understand if you want to come back, we got to do this, this, and this to make this team a contender yet again. Now, you got to remember they paid Aaron Jones money, a little bit of money last year to bring him back, and rightfully so, they should have done. Aaron Jones has been, to me, there's some some people can make the argument sometimes Aaron Jones might be the best Aaron on the team and not Aaron Rodgers. Of course, I've heard, you know, people have said that. But the biggest question is, is Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a free agent. Do you try to somehow, some way, shape, or form, bring back Devontae Adams? And I'm sure that kind of one goes with the other. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is going to tell is going to tell the fan, is going to tell his uh, Green Bay Packers, hey, we need Devontae Adams back. And there's no argument for me. There's no argument for any Green Bay Packer fan or any expert. 
Devontae Adams has probably been the best receiver in football the last for the last few years now. There's no dispute about that. If you ask any NFL expert, Devontae Adams will certainly be the top, what, three as far as best receivers in football very easily. But yes, the Packers do do bring Devontae Adams back. But there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of question marks. I know the Smiths on defense, I believe um, some say they could be a, a salary cap tragedy. Both of them could be. They both come in, they've done the job that they were supposed to do anyway for the Green Bay Packers when they brought in. They played good defense. You know, the Packer defense wasn't that bad last year. They played some of the best ball I think they've played in, in many years last year. But that's the biggest thing. It's going to be the salary cap. Does Aaron Rodgers really want to come back? Now, Aaron's supposed to get her by Green Bay Packers announcing here sooner rather than later. But the problem is, if Aaron tells, tells him, hey, I'm not coming back, well, Aaron is still on the contract. And then that's when they can trade him. And trust me, there's not a team in the NFL would want Aaron Rodgers on their team. And the first, the first, the first team that comes up in mind is the Denver Broncos, because the offensive coordinator is now the new head coach for the Denver Broncos. And everybody's up and down saying, "Well, that's you know, that's that's where he's going. If he gets traded, that's exactly where he's going." Now, certainly, Aaron Rodgers goes to coach goes to Denver. Yeah, I'll admit it. But Denver becomes a whole new team. You got like the receiving court. The receiving court, there's not there's not a Devontae Adams, a Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, a returning KJ Hamill. I mean, those four alone. And I believe no I believe Noah Fant. I, I want to say Noah's a free agent. And I do not know if they're gonna bring Noah back because they have they have they've been kind of disappointed in Noah Fant. But you take a look at those four receivers. I mean, you don't think Aaron Rodgers could do something with those four receivers. Now, Melvin Gordon, he I'm going to say more than likely he will not be back. He'll probably get himself a contract somewhere else. But Javante Williams played very well in his rookie year. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. But I, the biggest thing with Green Bay is, and, and everybody's got their opinion on it, if I had to ask the opinion, I still think Aaron comes back to Green Bay. Because to me, I think Aaron Rodgers has it made in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers this past year pretty much got what he wanted. Hey, I want Randall Cobb. You got him. We need to do this, this, and this. Aaron got it. Now, it seems to be, it seems behind the naked eye, it seems like that, um, Aaron Rodgers is uh, pretty much getting getting what he wants in a nutshell. But can you know, can the Green Bay Packers can they take it up a notch? The biggest thing is it's either only 12 or 13 games here the, yeah, the last few years, but they cannot take that extra step. And I know they made a adjustment, special teams. They hired the uh was the former Oakland Raiders coach as their new Special teams coach, which again, I got to say, great move. A great move on their part. It probably goes as one of those unsung signings 
who, if I'm a special teams coach, would be <laughs> would be an underrated signing, but it is. But you gotta wonder, Mason Crosby. I would be I I would be surprised if Mason Crosby is gone. I know Aaron Rodgers, Mason Crosby. I think are yeah, have been on the same team for many years, and I think Aaron Rodgers respects Mason Crosby. If you let Mason Crosby do it, does Aaron Rodgers think you know what? I'm out of here. You get rid of you get rid of a close teammate of mine. I don't know. You know you don't know if you start getting rid of some of Aaron Rodgers' close personal friends on the team. But again, you got to bring Devontae Adams back if that's the case. Can you find somebody else to be a consistent number two? Because you've had people for years that have tried to be number two. Valdez, Scantlin, Lazard. Now, I like Lazard. I think Lazard could be a good number three guy. To me, Lazard could be that Walsh Walker, Julian Edelman type of guy. I think he could be that type of guy as a number three receiver. I mean, they've had many guys that try to fill that void. I mean, they brought Randall Cobb back. My guess is I don't know if they keep Randall Cobb. I wouldn't be surprised if Randall goes. But you got to find number two receiver to free up some money. And I'm sure there's a few receivers that could be had out there. But do you bring in a free agent receiver? Can you afford to bring at least sign Devontae Adams? Bring in a second receiver. Again, the biggest thing I think with Aaron Rodgers is it's not so much would he like to stay is can you keep, can you afford to keep Aaron Rodgers and that team intact? As far as keeping the tack, team intact goes, I don't think you can. That's the world of free agency. For years and for years and for years, Green Bay was a team that wanted to develop through the draft. And Green Bay has done an outstanding job in doing so, developing years into the draft. A lot of their offensive linemen have been developed for the NFL draft. Aaron Jones is one. A.J. Dillon is one. Devontae Adams is one. And, well, Aaron Rodgers is positive proof. The Packers like to develop their talent. What's the other one? Jair Alexander. Another guy that came through their system. Eric Stokes, a guy who didn't play that bad last year. Number one draft pick, cornerback from the University of Georgia. He didn't do such a bad job last year. Again, the point is, Green Bay's always been a team that has always liked to do team draft. They build it through the draft. Green Bay has, has had success, certainly had tremendous amount of success in doing that strategy. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong at all. But my guess is they're going to have to do it again this year. That's not to say that maybe they can pull off a coup de grace, a miracle, and bring back Devontae Adams. I'm not saying that. I know there's a word going around that the ba- the Raiders could be interested in Devontae Adams' service because Devontae and Derek Carr, I believe, are pretty good friends. And that would be an interesting fit. The Raiders could certainly use him. But it all depends. And I'm sure it'll be interesting if if they can't get Devontae Adams back, then Aaron Rodgers is probably gone. If Aaron Rodgers goes, Devontae Adams might not come back. I guess one has to coincide with the other, right? At least that's the feeling that I get. Now, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I believe that could be the case. That's another factor. So to me, it's not about will they keep Aaron Rodgers. The question has got to be answered is, 
can he keep the team intact along with Aaron Rodgers? To answer that question, no, they can't. I'm not saying you can't keep Aaron Rodgers, that's possible. But you're not going to make any of the Packer fans happy if you have to get rid of this player, that player, this player, that player. And to me, they still have a shot of winning the division, but how far? But the thing is, can they pick up a game in January and February? Can they get to their destination Super Bowl? They've had chances the last three seasons. They failed all three times. And will this season be any different if you bring back Aaron Rodgers? If you can somehow bring back Devontae Adams, will it make a difference? It's made a difference maybe through September through December's made a difference, but not when it counts the most in January or February. I mean, let's be honest with you, Green Bay was more talented, I think, than, than the Los Angeles Rams were the Super Bowl champions. But the Rams did it when it counted. Green Bay couldn't do it. Hell, the Green Bay Packers had more talent than the Cincinnati Bengals. But the Bengals never made the Super Bowl. Green Bay couldn't. The question is, do you ride Aaron Rodgers one more time? Can you think, do you believe Aaron Rodgers? Do you believe the talent you have on the team? Can they finally win a Super Bowl? Time will tell. But for right now, the answer is no. They haven't done it now. What makes you think they can go out there and win 12, 13, hell, they can win 14 games? But can they do it? And that's a question they have they haven't been able to answer yet. But we shall see. You never know. Strange things have happened. We shall see. Now there is another quarterback out there who has, and that's Tom Brady. Now, word on the street or word has come out now that the reason that some say the biggest reason Tom Brady might have retired, or supposedly the story goes, as him and Bruce Harris, there was friction between him and maybe Bruce Harris. Now, Tom Brady has not come out and said anything about that. Uh, Bruce Harris has heard these reports, and he denies them. There was one report out there that said that, uh, I think that uh, Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were going some game planning or going over some strategy. And Bruce Harris walked into the office. He looked at this sheet of paper that these guys had drawn up. And he pretty much threw it away, whatever the case may be. That's a rumor that's out there. And Aaron has, has denied that. I've said on one pod, I've said, I've said before on one of my podcasts, for every year. For every for every lie somebody tells, there's got to be a little bit of truth in it. There's probably just a smidge bit of truth. Maybe not a lot, but just a smidge bit. And let's be honest with you. I mean, Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls. He's done six with Belichick and one with Aries. Now, Tom Brady has been a quiet soul for many, many years. And I think, to be honest with you, towards the end, I think Tom Brady got tired of Bill Belichick. I think he got tired of the Patriot way. I think he wanted to let his hair down, so to speak, and he wanted to speak freely. 
He always did it the Patriot way. But I think the Patriot way just finally got to Tom Brady. So when Tampa Bay came a calling, he jumped on Tampa Bay. And there he had to let his hair down. He got to be free-spirited. Now, I got off to maybe a slightly bumpy start, but it was all said and done. Well, COVID had certainly a lot to do with that. But when things got on track, Tom Brady got Tampa to a Super Bowl. Now, again, Tom Brady had a great year this year, one of the best years of his career. They came up short. Now, maybe in some way, maybe deep down inside, Tom, Tom Brady, maybe he thought that, hey, I did what I did. I got I got Tampa to the Super Bowl. I got to tell Bill Belichick, screw you. I can win without you. And he didn't. He did. Now, I'm sure a lot of people can put a lot of spin on it. Well, Tom had better talent in Tampa Bay than he had with the New England Patriots. Well, that's very true. If I was a if if I could throw a football and I had and I could be a quarterback, if I had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and well Antonio Brown for you run off the deep end, and I had Rob Gronkowski, heck, I'd have I'd have it made in shape myself. You take those guys, you take what San Francisco, you take excuse me what the New England Patriots had. There was no contest. Yeah. Overall, Buccaneers had a better team, and Tom won with that team. Now, it's not to say that you could put maybe a Jameis Winston back in there. They had Jameis Winston there a couple years ago, and they couldn't run with Jameis Winston. And yes, you could make an argument Tom Brady was that missing ingredient. Maybe he was. Maybe he was so. Brian Leftwich, Brian Leftwich has been the talk of uh, possible head coaching jobs. Now he did not get any. I know he was a. There was some speculation about the Jacksonville Jaguars, so he had an interview for that. I think one time he had an interview with the New England, not New England, the New Orleans Saints, I believe. I've heard that report. Uh, Byron, I think Byron has potential of uh, being a um, a coach, a head coach in his league. Now, certainly. Bruce Arians and Byron, Byron Leftwich have their hands full next season because there is no Tom Brady. Blaine Gabbitt is a free agent. There's a possibility that Blaine, Blaine Gabbitt could very well be back with Tampa Bay. I don't know if um, Blaine's going to have a high market. Blaine could be a serviceable backup to somebody. But I don't know if he's going to be that well sought out, I should say, uh, as far as, yeah. Blaine could come back. I know they got Kyle Trask from the University of Florida. What they're going to do their due diligence, I know the word on the street is they want to really try to get Deshaun Watson. Well, Deshaun Watson would be a great pickup for any team, but of course you got the litigation, and litigation's hanging over them, and that's why everybody's doing their due diligence, their research on that, and supposing the NFL is supposed to come, I'm supposed to, uh, Find out more about this soon, or so reports have come out, and they will know more about a possible suspension, which I'm sure Deshaun Watson's going to receive a suspension of it from some way, shape, or form. There's a lot of rumors going around about 
about different types of quarterbacks. But for right now, it doesn't seem that Tom Brady's going to come back to the Tampa Buccaneers. Now, I know the speculation out there already has been that Tom is waiting for the right opportunity that he might go jump on the San Francisco 49ers bandwagon. The fact he's always a San Francisco 49er fan, uh, love Joe, Mon Joe Montana, and stuff like that. Now, I know that Tom Brady's come out and says, you know, I can never say never. I don't know if I'm really retired. Well, the bottom line is either you're retired or you're not retired. I mean, I know fans don't have to go through Brett Favre syndrome all over again. But he doesn't want to go back. And some people, Bruce Harris, feel he's not going to come back. Mike Evans feels he's not going to come back. Uh, even some of his former teammates that work for, you know, different networks feels he's not coming back. But you got those people out there that says, well, Tom probably will come back. You got experts feel that he won't. You got experts feel that he will come back. And the San Francisco 49ers name is, com is coming in place. Now, at 44 years old, yes, he probably would be an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying that he wouldn't be. Now, Jimmy is supposed to get traded somewhere. Don't know where. I'm sure somebody will probably take a, I believe the 49ers want at least a second round pick for him or something, something in that regard. Now, I'm not saying that somebody in this league might not give up a draft pick. For Jimmy G, I don't know if it'll be a second-round pick. Maybe you can convince the Browns to take a, maybe a third-rounder for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy could be an upgrade over, I just heard rumors that he could go to Pittsburgh. And yeah, he would be a little bit of an upgrade over probably Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. Of course, reports coming out of Pittsburgh that if they don't draft a quarterback, this year's draft that Rudolph will be a starting quarterback more than likely at when Pittsburgh opens their season. But I would guess Pittsburgh will probably either go to the NFL draft or maybe they will trade for a quarterback, but Pittsburgh's never been much on spending a lot in the free agency. I've never known Pittsburgh to do a lot of wheeling and dealing either. But yeah. And, of course, there's been reports coming out of San Francisco that I know that, what is it, uh, I believe that Steve Young, I believe Steve Young does a podcast or he did an interview with somebody to the point where I don't think he's coming out with so many words and said that he has said that he, that he feels the 49ers did not have that much confidence in Trey Lance. And I believe Joe Montana has come out and said something similar in those regards. And knowing... Knowing Joe Montana and knowing Steve Young, they probably know somebody in somebody in the front office or knows somebody in there that knows, you know, that knows the, the, inner, the inner inner workings in the San Francisco 49ers organization. So you got two legendary quarterbacks are telling you that maybe Trey Lance they're they're not quite sure that he is ready, then that's kind of saying something. Now somebody says maybe if it, maybe if that is the case, do you keep Jimmy Garoppolo around? I know Jimmy's got a history of injuries, injuries, and that certainly weighs in on any team that wants to try to possibly acquire Jimmy. That I'm sure that certainly weighs out there. But then again, is Trey Lance that ready? Well, 
have been with the 49ers coaching staff, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. They feel that, hey, that Lance is our guy. We're, we're going to do what's best by Jimmy Garoppolo, and we're going to get him out of here and get him on our team. Evidently, they feel that he has, they have the confidence that Lance, Trey Lance, is the answer. Now, I'm not to say that they won't sign a, a veteran quarterback if they let if they trade Jimmy, they give Lance the job. Now I'm sure they'll probably sign a backup quarterback, a veteran backup quarterback from somewhere. I'm sure they will. Somebody can come in and take up on the system quickly. But it is a concern that you got guys like Joe Montana and Steve Young. And I'm sure they got to be getting the information from somewhere. Maybe inside that 49ers, you know, locker room, whatever the case might be, that these guys, that maybe Lance is not ready. And I would hope for the 49ers' sake that Trey Lance is not going to be like another George Love, where the potential is very well there. But for some reason, they can't live up to, live up to the billing just quite yet. And to me, if you do, I mean, I don't know. They say, and the word is Tom Brady is might very well come back, and could play for the Forty Niners. Now, like I said before, Brady would be an upgrade with Garoppolo. He'd probably be an upgrade with Trey Lance. And to be honest with you, Tom Brady's the type of guy that maybe he is the step, the next step Forty Niners need to take to get him over the top. I mean, Tampa Bay took that gamble. And it worked out. But the biggest thing is when Tom Brady says retire, the thought process was family first and football was kind of getting further down on that on that pole. Well, if that is the case, Tom Brady has nothing else to prove. If I'm Tom Brady, I'm saying thanks and no thanks, but what else do you want me to do? I've been to 10 Super Bowls. I've won seven championships. What else do you want me to do? I'm Tom. Enjoy retirement. Enjoy your wife. Enjoy your kids. Do something else. I don't care if you start your own podcast. Uh, maybe get the broadcasting booth. Or whatever you want to do. Um, I know Tom. There's talk, talk that Tom one day might want to be an owner. Pursue that. But I really hope Tom doesn't come back to the 49ers or any NFL team because he has nothing left to prove. And at 44 years old, I know Tom Brady has done a heck of a job being father time. But we all know that eventually at the end of the day, father time does win out of some form. doesn't matter what you do. doesn't matter what in life what you do. doesn't matter if you have a regular 9 to 5 job. Eventually at some point in time, Father Time catches up to us all. Nobody, nobody beats Father Time. Some people may think Tom Brady has beaten Father Time. And I'm sure Father Time is probably scratching, he's uh, probably scratching his head since, well, how's this guy beating me? Now, sure, Tom probably takes care of himself. I think probably don't kind of, I don't know the, the gist of his diet. I know you have that avocado ice cream. I can't stand avocados myself. My daughter does, but I'm not an avocado person. 
But eventually, like I said, everybody, all the time catches up to everybody. I don't care how good you really are. And maybe, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Tom Brady hasn't told you. Maybe Tom, maybe all the time, Tom tapped Tom Brady on the shoulder and said, Tom, it's time. You've done a heck of a job of avoiding me all this long time. But I think it's time for you to step back because if you don't, Father Time's really going to crush you. And the problem is, we always we always want to see our heroes go out on top, whether you're John Elway or you're Peyton Manning. You want to see your heroes go out on top. You want to see your heroes go out and be on the very bottom of what they once were. And athletes, no matter who you are, they want to keep going and going and going. And if they're at the highest, high, highest level, but then Father Time catches up to you and kicks you in the nuts, well, trust me, you can play, you may not play no better than the third string quarterback on, on your team. Maybe Father Time, maybe Father Time did find Tom. Tom Brady and Sean said, Tom, okay, you proved your point. If you don't stop, I will eventually. Now, does he, is there a possibility? Anything's possible nowadays, right? I just don't think it's gonna, I just don't think it's gonna happen, really. Tom, I wish you well. Stay retired. You got nothing else to prove. Now we'll touch we'll touch upon uh, one subject here that has just come out that the uh, NFL and the XFL that I believe is not going to restart until the year I think twenty twenty three I believe if I'm not mistaken. Now the owners of the league, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I believe his ex-wife, I, be, I believe, are, I wouldn't say owners, you can maybe call them commissioners of this league. They have cut a deal with the NFL to help the NFL out or develop, uh, they're going to test out, I guess, like new technology, health issues, like, I guess, like the, with their helmets, like I said, new technology. And to be honest with you, in some way, shape, or form, I guess you could say it's kind of like, I want to say it's sort of like the minor leagues in a way. Now, I don't know if they were, if, I don't know if, I don't know if The Rock or Dwayne, Dwayne, if you must be called by, and yes, for the record, I am a wrestling fan, so I know all about The Rock and his career and stuff like that. I've been a wrestling fan since I was probably about, Seven years old, and trust me, I know enough. I know enough about the wrestling business itself, and I'm not going to get into the argument that I know people have used the term "fake" and stuff like that. It's predetermined, and all that stuff. And yes, I know all about that stuff, so I'm not going to say that you're not right. But back to the matter. But back to the matter at hand. Now, I have to admit, this is a smart move on the NFL's part. For years, I think for years, for years, the last several years, this has been talked about. They were doing, well, maybe I like kind of like a, a minor leagues. I know that basketball has what they call the D League, right? And baseball, we all know, got the rookie league, single A, double A, triple A. 
Now, I think with the the possible strike that's about to happen in Major League Baseball, I think they're looking to cut down teams in the minor leagues. And to me, that's an awful shame that that actually happens. Because trust me, when I was and trust me, when I was younger, I've been to those minor league ball games. It's actually kind of fun. I mean, I've been to Kinston, North Carolina. And it was one time the single-A affiliate of the Cleveland Indians, and we got to look, and I got to look at a young prospect with my um, with my cousin, a guy by the name of Mark Lewis, who was a prospect many, many years ago. Uh, I had a chance, I think, of the, of the minor league ball club in uh, Woodbridge, Virginia. And I believe they were the, I believe, I want to say they were affiliated with the Kansas City Royals. I might be wrong on that. It's been so many years ago, again, it starts to show my age. But the point being is, is, it's always been talked about in some way, shape, or form for years to have somewhat of a minor league system. Now, in some ways, I guess the, Europe, the European football league that was done a few years ago, in some ways, I guess you could say that kind of like the minor leagues, because some, some of those guys on the teams were affiliated with some of the NFL franchises. And then some were like free agents. In a way, the XFL to me is kind of like, is sort of like that. To me, the XFL is kind of like that in that regard. And I'm sure they're going to, I don't know if everybody's going to be affiliated. If you're going to have, let's say, your top quarterback is going to be maybe a guy like, um, my guess is, my guess is, shape of one, let's say if you have a guy, let's take a guy like Kyle Trask, for example. The third string quarterback for the Tampa Buccaneers as of right now. Now, granted, he may be the backup, or maybe he winds up starting. But the point being is, let's say, for example, this league had started. Let's say this league started, and let's say Kyle Trask. Let's say if Tom Brady decides to not retire, and you bring back Blaine Gabbert as the backup. Now, Kyle Trask could go to one of these XFL teams. And play, yeah, and play, and play on a team, and try to develop, and try to develop his talent a little bit more. So in case, let's say, Tom Brady decides to finally retire, let's say Brady retires after the season, let's say for some unforeseen reason he comes back, Tampa wins the Super Bowl, Tom says, "I hey, I'm out of here." Let's say Blaine Gabbard, he goes back to free agency. Well, Tampa Bay loves what they saw with Kyle Trask. They make him the starting quarterback, let's say, the year 2024 or something like that. Okay. And whatever the case might be. Okay, for example, you know, let's say there's a hot, you know, running back, receiver, offensive lineman. My guess is all these teams will have some type of affiliation with, with an NFL franchise, everybody. Now, I don't know. I do, I do not know. I don't really believe that in the European football they did that. Everybody was affiliated with that. So I think as far as player development goes, I think it's a great idea. Now, I know that some people that you might take the risk if you put, them, you know, put that player out there, they might get hurt. And that is a huge risk. Now, Again, it goes back to the health issues. We're talking about talking about you know health issues. I'm sure the helmet, the concussion, concussion protocols and stuff like that. They want to know more about that. 
you know, I don't know about the COVID issue. I'm sure that's an issue that will be taken up. And the way things are, ladies and gentlemen, COVID looks like it'll be here for ever and ever fully seems like to be the case. And I don't know about the tech I don't know about the technology, what kind of technology you're talking about. But to me, I think it's a smart it's a smart decision. I think, you know, on the NFL's part to partner with the XFL. Now I'm sure the XFL, from what I understand, is gonna be a heck of a lot better than when it was when Vince McMahon was running the league. To me, yeah, and to me, Vince knew nothing about football. Now, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson used to play for us. People know if you're if you're a Rock fan, you know that he used to play for the University of Miami. He did play Canadian Football League, I think, for what maybe a season or two. And then I think that's when he went on to do his pro his his wrestling career. And of course, now it's all the movies. And so Rock knows is that he knows the football side of it. He knows about the players and what it will take to keep these players, you know, keep these players healthy if possible. Yeah. So I mean, in that regard, you know, in that regard, Dwayne knows what it takes, you know, what it's going to take to get that player, help get that player to a next level because he's been there before. Now I don't know as far as like coaches go. I can only I can only assume I can only assume again that you would probably see one of your coaches from an NFL team. Yeah, from a, from an NFL team. Let's say you have a special teams coach that you feel that has potential to be a head coach down the road. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be from anything. Let's say you have a Denver Broncos special teams coach. You feel like you could be a future NFL coach in this league. He's, my guess is he'll go out there and he'll become like the head coach of some team. I mean, you don't know. Maybe a guy like Byron Leftwich, do you want? Maybe he becomes a head coach of one of these teams just to see, you know, and get a so the NFL executives can get an idea that hey, that maybe, hey, you know, Byron look good with that quarterback. I need to bring him in. Maybe he can work with my quarterback that well. I can only guess and I can only assume that's probably that's pretty much what's 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 going to go going to happen from here as far as that as far as the player development goes. Now I'd be interested to see as far as more about the health issues and other stuff. I'm sure as time goes on we'll find out more more about this. But again, I think it's a great idea that they that they do this. And like I said, I think I think uh, the Rockstar come out and said he's all for making the players that he's all about the players and getting the players built getting the, what is best for the players. And I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure Dwayne does. Because again, like I said, he's been there. He's been there before. He knows the hardship these players these players will go through. And he knows what some of these players will do, whatever it takes to get to make the NFL and have a very successful career. Now, again, I'm sure that I you know, I don't know. I'm sure in some in some way, shape or form, I'm I'm assuming it's, there's gonna be a few free agents on these teams. I'm sure some teams that didn't get drafted by by an NFL team may end up signing with one of these uh, clubs. Now I'll be honest with you, I don't know how many teams the XFL will hold. I'm sure as time goes on we will find out coaching stats and 
GMs and all this other stuff will get, you know, will come out. You know, general managers. Again, you might have a um, assistant general manager, or the case might be that you feel that maybe I'll have a shot at, could very well be a general manager in the future. Do you put him on that team to build a roster? And they build a roster that wins, let's say, the championship. Well, hey, you know, the owner could say, hey, that guy did a pretty good job that team. I think he can do a good job for my team. There's so many ramifications, so much thought, so much thought that gets played that's going to get played out. But again, I think it's a great, it's it's great, it's great that they, it's great that they're doing this. And I certainly, I certainly wish in the NFL, and I certainly wish the XFL the best of luck at this, and it'll be very interesting to see how all this, all this goes down. I guess let's kind of sort us down that subject now. There has been reports now about the combine, the NFL combine. There has been reports coming out now, but there's been two different variations of the story. Um, one variation of the story is that the uh, NFL combine is going to be kind of like in a bubble. And uh, we all know a couple seasons ago, the, uh, the NBA kind of done their season like in a bubble where they didn't want people to go out and come back in, go out and come back in. Well, to my understanding, I believe that's what the NFL combine is, is what they're going to do is they don't want people to go in and out, in and out, in and out. Now, I know some of the NBA players did go out, even went to clubs and came back in, and they caught a lot of flag, flag for it. Now, I think the NFL combine is trying to do the same thing, but now... I think they have now the reports come out that they have loosened, have loosened, I guess, the strings on that. And now there's a lot of variations that, that you can take from this. Now, I don't blame, now to be honest with you, I don't blame the NFL for one to bowl the situation because you've got a lot of people. I don't know how many prospects you got coming in. I'm sure you got probably about over 200 some prospects that are coming in. Then you've got scouts, owners, agents. So yeah, I mean, and you got, and of course, you got media. You got the media that covers. I know the NFL, the NFL Network covers it. Basically, I think the ones that cover the network. But you got them. You've got writers from all over Timbuktu and so, and so forth. Yeah, you got a lot of people that are in that bubble. And it's and to be honest with you, and of course, you know. And you want to keep health is certainly the top priority. And this COVID thing, we all know this COVID thing ain't a joke because you got so many variants of this thing that comes out. And of course, you know you know the stories, how people get sick, how many people get in the hospital, how many people are dying from this. And at one minute, it seems like it's, it seems like in some way, shape, or form, it sort of gets better. But then again, the, the, those total bite back up a hundred times more, then it'll drop, go back up more, but, and I don't blame the NFL. The NFL is doing their very best to protect, not only protect the players, the, the players, but other people as well. And of course, I know, like I said, a lot of people are going to be in that bubble. You got medical staff, your own doctors. I'm sure you got, I mean, there's many, there's so many people in there but if, you know, 
but just like those NFL, but like, excuse me, just like those NBA players, these guys are not going to be in the bubble all that long time. I mean, they're going to get itchy. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to they get itchy and want to scratch. And trust me, I, it's hard to stay in the bubble. Now, now some people, now, hey, hey, I'll be honest with you, some people, when this COVID stuff happened, some people love to stay, didn't mind staying at home. They said, I can do that. And then you have some people that used to, that are used to going out every weekend, every day, or whatever the case might be. For me, on a personal level, all I ever did for many years, and still do to this day, I stay at home, go to work, come back home. That's my life. Boring as it is, but that's my life. And there's a lot of people, I know there's courses, a lot of people, they would go to work, Somebody go to bars after work, get a cold one, go back home. Now, and again, some of those people, you know, some of those people at the combine. And of course, it's, it's like, what, a two or three day thing, you know, the NFL combine is. And that's a lot of players. Now, I'm sure a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of those people do not want to, you know, do not want it stuff on the bubble. They don't want to leave. I mean, they're going to want to leave. But I get it. You know, I get their point of view. Think about it. You guys stay in the bubble, but I guess your agent, but your agent can leave it. Your agent can leave. Uh, NFL owners can leave it. I'm assuming general managers can leave. I don't know the whole dynamic. Everybody else, everybody else, all they can leave, but you can't. And I get that point. If that is really the case here, then I get it. Then, then they're right. But the NFL, I get the NFL trying to do their best they can to keep everybody safe. I get it. But the thing is, COVID's everywhere. I know you want to, and it's hard. It is hard. Now, what the restrictions are, what? I don't know the total restrictions are, I don't know, you know, like I said, they have loosened things a little bit, but we'll see, you know, we'll see how it works out, I know some, you know, some, I know some of the top NFL prospects, they won't go come to the combine if they didn't loosen the first, didn't loosen up, loosen up a little bit. But I get it. Who wants to be stuck a little bit? I get it. I get them. Who wants to be stuck in the bubble? And I guess some of the and some of those prospects. I don't know all the prospects. You know some of them. And you've heard reports over the years where some people will, some prospects, will act like a fool inside. Inside, I can imagine which some of them might. I'm not saying everybody because I don't know all the NFL prospects out there. But there's going to be somebody out there that might act like a fool and go out, go out and just go crazy. And we know somebody in the NFL comedy, you know, some of those people that want to, are going to go out are going to want to go and have a night out in town and then come back and they'll be able to come back the next day. And I think that's what the NFL, that's what the NFL wants to do. They don't want somebody to go outside, go to a club. Let somebody in the club catch, yeah, 
has that stuff, you bring it, you catch it, you bring it back, and now Tom, Dick, Harry, Mary Sue, and whoever else, they got the stuff. So I get it. I get what the NFL wants to do. I get it. But the thing is, but then again, I get the prospect's point of view as well. Hey, if I want to go out and and let's say my mom, my mom's in town, and I want to go, I want to go grab something to eat with her at a local restaurant that might be a couple miles down the road. I want to be able to do that. And there's nothing really wrong with that. But like I said, you're going to have somebody that's going to probably go out there. Man, I want to go to, I want to go to this bar. I want to go to this nightclub. Man, I want to light this town up. Before I got to come back and do this combine. I don't care if I can come back and buy it in my room 2 o'clock in the morning. I'll be ready to roll. I'll be ready to roll at 7 o'clock in the morning. I can get 7 o'clock in the morning to do this stuff. And trust me, there's people that there are people out there that are not only athletes, but there's people working out of five job can actually do that. They can go to the two o'clock one pop up, pop up and go to work and not miss a beat. How you do it, I don't know. But there are people some people are wired like that. There was a point in time where I was wired like that, of course I would go to bed, I would um, get off work at ten o'clock. I would and I couldn't go to sleep. My body was so wired, I couldn't go to sleep at 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I had to then get up at 4 o'clock and then get maybe at 4 o'clock in the morning and be to work at 5 and be to work at 5. I've been there and done that before myself. But back to the point, the point being is this, and I get it. There are people, you know, and trust me, there probably may well be a prospect or a couple, who knows? That might want to do that. And again, like you said, you go out, you don't know. You don't know what person in that crowd. You know, you don't know what person in that bar. They could have it. Or if you go somewhere else, well, that person nightclub might have it. Well, you take it from the you take it from that bar to that nightclub, you take it from and you take it from that nightclub back to it. And then you got not only one or two people have it, well, maybe 30 people have it or something like that. That's not including the bar. That's not including the nightclub you just went to. And that's not including the people that probably get it if you bring it back to them. Yeah. So I get it. And I'm sure there's going to be, there's going to be one, and I'm sure I'm, and I'm sure it's going to come about, and we haven't heard. Not everybody's been vaccinated. Now, here's the next question. What happens if the NFL prospect is not vaccinated? But this guy is. Now again, I don't know the demographic. I haven't read up on that. I don't know the total thing off of that. But that becomes another that's another issue that's gonna to have to be addressed. What do you do about that? It's very interesting. I can see both sides of the story. But I'm very interested to see how the how that all this gets played out. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said at the top of the show, um, I am very interested to hear what everybody really has to say. Like I said, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, if anybody's got any questions for me, please, I'll be more than happy to try my best to answer questions. 
and I know and I know most most podcasters try their very best to um, have a set schedule. Some podcasts may do a, a podcast every Monday or something like that. I don't know what other people do. I'm sure everybody's got a different system. Some may do it. Hey, I may do a podcast at two o'clock in the afternoon every day or something like that, whatever the case might be. I think for me, it's like for me, you get to the point where um, I have to do it at midnight because, hey, I usually work till 10 o'clock at night. Um, of course, the wife and kids are in the bed. And that's where I have peace and quiet. I have a chance to think and put out my thoughts on the on the podcast. Uh, before I go, um, and I got a few minutes, um, there was a report coming out of Dallas that Parsons, the defensive uh, player of the year, or rookie defensive player of the year, had a hypersemic knee up with knee most of the season. Now, if that happens to be the if that happens to be the case, and that the truth is the truth is I don't I don't really, and I will say that it is truthful. I don't think this is made up. If that happens to be the case, I tell you what. If he was hurt all year and he played like that, can you imagine if the guy was one hundred percent healthy? What he really could do? Wow, that's simple. That's simply amazing. Now Dallas, now Dallas has dodged the bullet. But like I said, they kept the offense coordinator. They kept the defensive coordinator. So Dallas, so Dallas is going to have to really, really get on their uh, game this year. They're going to really have to start proving people wrong. Whether it will happen, they certainly they have a chance to win the division. But they're gonna to have to really advance late in the playoffs. But to be honest with you, if that is actually true, he had a, a, a knee injury or hypersemic in his knee. It never was a hundred percent. I think he heard it during preseason, I believe. And if that knee never recovered, then that's saying a lot about Parsons himself. That's saying this guy is certainly a beast. And if he plays like that with a, with with a hypersemic knee all season long. I can only imagine how much more dangerous the guy would be if he's 100% healthy. But I had to throw that out there. I had just read that. I had read that earlier today. And I thought, wow, that's just simply amazing. Uh, I'm not much on, um, I mean, I've, I've never been much on a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But I got to give Pittsburgh Steelers the devil, the credit where it is due. And I have to applaud them on getting Brian Flores in as, I believe, a linebacker's coach or like a defense assistant slash linebacker's coach. Great hiring by um, Pittsburgh. I got to give them credit. With the sudden retirement of uh, Kevin Butler, you got a new defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, an excellent mind, excellent mind for the defensive side of the ball. And I think, to be honest with you, Brian will be only an asset to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It would have been funny if they could have been the defense. They could have got him in as a defensive coordinator instead of being defense assistant or linebackers coach. But I think Brian Brian will certainly do wonders for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Uh, a great signing. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure he will definitely. He will definitely bring them to another level. But that is all for this. I have right now, ladies and gentlemen. Take care.
See you next time.